This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for tuning in. As many students return to classrooms, there are still a significant number of kids that are going to be learning remotely in Michigan. This pandemic has forced families across the state to retool and figure out how to make school work in front of a computer screen. It's been easier for some families than for others. And like most things, black and brown families are having an especially tough time with the adjustment because of the inequalities that exist in our culture and society. My next guest is a Detroit mother of two who founded a homeschool co-op to help families meet the needs of students who've moved to remote learning during the pandemic. And she's speaking out about the position black families are put in as they try to adjust to the new reality of virtual school. I want to welcome Bernita Bradley, who is founder of Engaged Detroit, a homeschool co-op helping families meet those needs of students during remote learning uh, to our program. Bernita, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you for having me, Steve. Yeah. So as I mentioned in the intro, you're the mother of two kids here in Detroit. How has this all gone for them as students and for you as a parent? Yeah, so um, so last year, I guess I'll start with, uh, well, let me backtrack. Five years ago, my daughter asked me to homeschool her. Mm. And I was like, no, like, I don't want to be your enemy, right? <laughs> like, I just had this, this conception of, no, I could see us at the table, like, pulling hair, like, no, 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 you do this. you do. <laughs> And so I just was, I opted out. Um, I have several friends who've homeschooled and saw a wonderful experience with them, but I didn't think it would be possible with me. Plus, I'm a working mom, right? And so um, um, they were working moms too, but I just didn't concede it. So uh, last year, during the, uh, when the pandemic first happened, between March and June, my daughter only had interactions with one teacher, just literally one teacher out of all her teachers. Mm. She had one um, interaction on Zoom with this teacher. That teacher remained consistent. The other ones were pretty much sending emails and sending packets of work and saying, hey, do this. And if you need help, you know, show up at one of these office hours that I have through the week. And that was catastrophic for my daughter. My daughter told me around June, yeah, if school's going to be like this uh, next year, I'm dropping out. Mm. She's 11th grade. I say, well, that's not going to happen. Right. So, um, I started pursuing, talking to some of my friends about, you know, the homeschooling. And then I started having live chats chats with them because I'm a believer in whatever hurts me hurts somebody else, right? So let's see what other people are saying out there. And if I need the information, somebody else does need the information. But parents were crying out everywhere about online learning, about not having access to technology, mm-hmm. Wi-Fi, all sorts of issues, right? Complaints about these packets, like how do I get the packet turned in? Uh, well, I didn't receive a packet. All these access code issues and the complaints were going kind of null and void. Everybody was telling families, give us time, give us time. And historically in Detroit, that's what we've heard. We've heard, give us time. It's going to take time to make things better. It's going to take time to make our buildings better. It's going to take time to make our, our instructional learning time more more um, uh, more sufficient or equitable for Black children. And right now, parents don't have time. Mm. Uh, we kept getting um, responses of, well, this is a pandemic. We've never been through it as educators. Well, we've never been through it either as parents, right? So what we're seeing is we need to collaborate because things evidently aren't working. They've been historically sucked for brown and black kids. Education is catastrophic, right, for our, for our children. And so 
over the summer, like I said, we started having these conversations and those conversations turned around to, well, what are we going to do about it? Like, I don't believe we get to complain about something and we're not going to do anything about it. So um, decided that we were going to uh, the National Parent Union, who I'm the Midwest delegate for, uh, reached out to me and said, well, Bernita, if you had a little bit of money to help, uh, you know, create some type of homeschool pot, what would you do? I said, well, I would create coaches for parents, right? Because this is what we need. There's a ton of parents who want to homeschool, but they just don't know how. Or it's not that their literacy rate is too high or too low or some stuff like that. We don't know how, right? And so that's what we did. We set up this, this homeschool co-op, sent out a bland Google invite to people who would mm-hmm. like to uh, be coached and got a... Um, now, mind you, I could only take this cohort of probably about 12 parents. That that was what the funding was for. We got together three coaches. So I know I'm talking really fast, but we uh, we had early childhood coach, um, middle school coach, excuse me, early childhood to elementary, middle school, and a high school coach. And um, got these group of parents. We got about 30 responses in about a day. And... Um, It was no criteria, right? It was no like, oh, you have to meet these qualifications. You just had to be willing to homeschool. Now, the the backside was we had parents who considered what we were doing virtual schooling as homeschooling. But that was the furthest thing from the truth. Like our coaches will tell you on any given day, this is not homeschooling. This is is pandemic schooling, right? Uh, Like everybody (laughs) was pandemic schooling. And so- Go ahead. Yeah. So I'm really curious about how the school district has responded to all of this, how the charter schools that uh, many of our kids in Detroit are enrolled in have responded to this and what you're seeing with the families who are who are involved in 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 terms of uh, how much better they're able to, to navigate all of this because of Engage Detroit. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so most of the, uh, the charter schools and DPSCD knows me. I'm a, I'm an avid advocate for families and I'm always like pushing back on them when anything happens. Um, I've, I've talked to Katie Ray. I've talked to Sharlanda Buckman. Like we helped actually orchestrate the conversations that Dr. Vitti had with community to make online learning better. Mm-hmm. We actually have some of our parents on their online learning committee, um, to help make online learning better. Our goal is not necessarily to have parents tap out, but to have parents be informed about which ways they're going to go, whether they do homeschooling, virtual schooling, or some hybrid model, right? Um, And so I'm always pushing back, letting Katie know, hey, you're going to lose parents here, or the charter schools know, hey, you're going to lose parents here, because it's not just a DPSCD issue. This is an all-systemic issue in Detroit. Uh, So anyway, um, so what the families have shown, have seen is we've had some families who have started out just homeschooling like a couple of kids. They were like, well, I'll try some, but these older kids, I need them to be online. And they've literally transitioned most of their family over to full-time homeschool. We also have some families who are saying, I just need this during the pandemic. Like that's all I need it for, right? And we're okay with that because it's ultimately the parent's choice. But the reality is parents are starting to see a love for learning. Like Stacy Young, mm. for instance, who sends a photo to us on a Sunday morning saying, here's my Sunday morning with my seven-year-old who's bringing me a laptop saying, mom, 
will you help me figure out these math problems? She's like, this never happened when they were in school. Like my kids were, I was pulling tooth and nail getting them prepared for school on Mondays. Or this son who's, we've got pictures of young kids who's doing like uh, recipes, but they look like mad scientists, like sitting there looking at the measurements and just <laughs> like enjoying the process of calculating how many tablespoons or whatever, you know, they're going to put it. And they're, they are really expounding on their learning. The other side is that learning is everywhere. Like the biggest reason why we wanted coaches for parents was not for the kids, actually. It was because it takes us like a paradigm shift to rethink what school looks like. Because we've been systemically used to school has to be from eight to four, mm-hmm. right? And so this is the part for the working families that we we get out of the program of thinking school has to be this traditional model. School is every day, all day, intentionally in every situation that happens. If you're walking down the street and you see snowflakes coming, like we got a ton of it in Detroit right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you turn that into a, a science project for your child? How do you turn that into a storytelling experience about how when you were younger, snow was probably cleaner and you scooped it up and, you know, <laughs> made snow cones out of it, right? Or or understand how snow is created and why we had so much fall in certain areas. How do you create these moments intentionally for kids? And that's what our coaching processes are doing. Yeah. And the families are really enjoying it. They are really enjoying it. Families are tapping out. We've had conversations. Our families have had conversations with DPSCD to to even get an understanding of why families are tapping out. Mm. So Um, so we've got about a minute left. I want to talk about whether this is a change that you see holding even after the pandemic. Is is this the kind of thing that will sort of go on even after we're back to quote unquote normal? Yeah, so I'll tell you like this, the Niles Community School District in in Michigan has done this for almost 15 years Mm. now. It just historically has not been done in Black communities because we don't have the support in our Black communities of our public schools to do it. Niles Community School District actually partners with their public schools. That way the schools get to keep allocation of funding and they only fund those homeschool families for the extracurriculum activities that they participate in. I presented that position to Dr. Vitti and to DPS that you need to partner with families, right? The reality is more families are, are, are tapping out. In September, we had almost 3,000 families missing. I don't know how many families will be missing if we go back to school in March in person, right? And But our, our my stance is I don't want families to just tap out either because I want them to, if they, if they decide not to go back to school, I yeah. want them to know how not to, right? Right, right. and get the support that they need. Okay, uh, Bernita Bradley, founder of Engage Detroit. It's really great to have you here to talk about all the efforts that you're making to help Detroit families, and especially black families here in Detroit uh, during this time. Thanks very much. Thank you. It's going to do it for us today. I'll be back tomorrow and hope you will too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.